Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo, coming to you live from downtown Mawa here from the shitty kitchen studios here at my garden apartment here at Shea. All fans 18 and over get a free housebreaking wee-wee pad courtesy of Puppy City, Ralph Avenue and Avenue J with my law with my co-host, Chris Gucci coming to you from downtown Matawan, of course. Chris Gucci, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. I'm stressed out. I'm all things uh-huh. considered. The Packers got beat in the final moments of the yeah, Packers gonna, game, eliminated from the playoffs. But I'm handling it the best that I've ever handled so. the end Listen, of a season in my entire life. I think I've turned I will, a, a new we corner. We will certainly... In our little NFL section of the show, we will certainly cover that as my football giants take on the Vikings this Sunday in a huge playoff game for me. It's been a while. But this is show number 96, Christopher. And, of course, there are no Yankee players ever who wore the number 96. So if I was an agent and some young kid, I'm like, dude, take 96. It's yours. If you become a stud, no one has it. It could be Ruthian. But, of course, I can mention Barry Cofield. Uh, defensive lineman on the Giants back in the day, or Clyde Simmons, of course, another great player. Um, but you know what? I'm not going to do that. Because last year, last week, we went with the 95 Yankees, right? Because it was devastating. They lost. And how could we do the 95 Yankees? Then move on to show 96 and not do the 96 Yankees. Now, it's not like me to do that, but we're in the 90s now, and there's all kinds of – uh, fun things there. First of all, I'm going to go with, of course, the 96 Yankees. And here's why. It was the first World Series in my adulthood. Uh, we cover this all the time. The first time you can go out and go to bars and talk shit with your friends. Um, that's always a cool time. Um, it was a, an amazing playoff run. You know, they were down 0-2 to the Braves, came back, won the thing uh, 4-2. to um, Jim Layritz, which we're not Jim allowed Lairitz, to talk about Jim Layritz anymore. Yeah, but We can't do that, but we are tied. Uh, famous call by uh, Buck, I guess. And uh, the Yankees finished 92 and 70 and 96. The team had Girardi, Boggs, Mariano, uh, Mario Duncan, Jeter, Reigns, Bernie, Paul O'Neill, Ruben Sierra the first time, Layritz pitching. You had Pettit, Rogers, Gooden, Key, David Cohn, pretty cool staff. Um, uh, relief pitcher, you had Mariano was your uh, seventh and eighth inning guy. And, of course, uh, Wetland was your closer. In the beginning of the year, Mariano wasn't so great, but I don't recall him. I don't think anybody got a hit off him from, like, August on. His ERA was, like, 2.3 or something like that. And Wetland's ERA was very good. He was tough. He was a classic good closer, Wetland was. Now I think he's a creep. He's in jail, but that's another story. Um, we beat Texas first round, three games to one. All the games were close. I completely forget that series. Couldn't tell you one thing about it other than the Yankees won. The second series, Baltimore, the games were close, but it's famously known for the Jeffrey, uh, I guess his name is Jeffrey Meyer, which will have something to do with our guest in a little bit. Um, he reached over, and if you watch the highlights now, not only was they changed the rule, like he clearly, it was an out. There's no doubt about it. Like the Jeter, the Jeter mystique was born by that 10-year-old kid. He reached way over. The ball is going right into that guy's glove. Everybody's it certainly yelling, didn't hurt, but. Jeter did a lot to to earn it. No, no, no. I'm saying start of the mystique um, for sure. Um, And it was totally illegal. And then we're down. I didn't realize we got beat 12 to one in game one against that. And then we lost four, nothing. So we had not 18 innings. We had one run. Steinbrenner was probably going to fire Joe Torre (laughs) pissed off. And supposedly as the quote goes, Joe Torre said, "Ah, you know, we'll go back. 
We'll go to Atlanta. I, I, this can't be true. He just said, we'll go to Atlanta, sweep three. We'll come back and win it here. He said it very casually. No way he believed it. Probably just coach talk to somebody. And you know what? They swept them. Labor's in a big three on home run. They ended up winning. Now, the weird thing is, it was exciting for me, but oddly where I watched that game, I was actually in Seattle. I was doing a radio campaign for Washington Mutual Bank, and they flew me out there to do a radio spots. And I was hanging out with my Aunt Doris um, Gaudette uh, and uh, my uh, young, young uh, niece, uh, cousins, um, and uh, Megan and Gavin. And they realized I was like, you know, when you're like, hey, uh, I know we're hanging out, but like, it was five o'clock, eight o'clock. I'm like, um, and, and they live in a gorgeous, like $10 million house. It's awesome. And I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, uh, I know we have the maybe dinner plans, but you know, around five o'clock, why don't we do a lunch? Cause I'm like, how do you tell someone like in Seattle that like, Hey, you know, there's a really big thing going on at five o'clock. Cause you can't be disrespectful. Can't hey, I mean, at that time though, Seattle was still relevant. I think they were even a playoff team in 96. Yeah. But it was, but, but it was still, they don't understand. Like, yeah, I get it. How do you tell you're staying at someone's house? You're like, Hey, um, I know this is a big house, but I need a room with a television that has Fox. And I don't really want to even, you don't even have to come in the room with me. You know, that kind of thing. This is before the internet. So you're like, you had to like, it was old school television, but she, she beat me to it. My aunt Doris was like, well, Jimmy, isn't it like game six tonight? Don't you want to watch the Yankees? I was like, yes, I do. So we all watched it together. The little kids were running around. They had no clue. And I called my dad afterwards, you know, and calling him from Seattle. It was, uh, it was cool. So that's where I watched the 96 Yankee World Series, not with my friends, but with my family in Seattle. And uh, it was fun to watch. So now 96, who do you got? Well, I mean, after all that, I mean, I think we should have probably learned our lesson from previous episodes. And if I have if you have a a whole montage and a monologue to do, I should probably go first because I got Cortez Kennedy. And um, he's just the coolest. Ah, that's great. But see, actually, no, your yours is better than mine. Really, in the in the in the in the in the realm of what this means, what the whole the show number means, it is the Cortez Kennedy show. Okay, Um, probably one of the coolest names. Uh, I think he's the best number ninety six in the history of the NFL, not in the Hall of Fame. Maybe any sport. 96 really if you think who, who's not there's no 96 anywhere. richard dent's a hall of famer so like you would say okay, okay, okay. richard dent that's right that's gets right. In, right but cortez kennedy right. he was a very good player right. and i think team success had a little to do with why he's not a, given a little more credit playing up there right. in seattle we've been you know the theme of the show right, seattle right. uh but the name cortez has, kennedy he used to have the visor that looked like the oakley the charles oakley right 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 yeah i remember hawk aware See, I remember him without without knowing uh, uh, who, um, like I I remember the visor more than I do. You know what's great about exactly. the name Cortez? The name Cortez Kennedy, I think is uh, now you're gonna you're gonna kill me on this. I think that name works in every sport. I don't know if you know what I mean. Like if you're one hundred percent, it's like if you're a bit, if you're a power forward for the Bulls down low, Cortez Kennedy's got it. Or if you're one hundred percent, or even if you're a quarterback for like. Like San Jose State, Cortez Kennedy rolls right, fires over the middle. Or, or even if you're a fat third baseman on, on Corona Construction. There's, a, there's a character from Workaholics. His name is Cortez, and he's the he's one of the best characters on TV, right, period. You so know the Cortez, guy, too. I'm, I'm sure you've Cortez been in Kennedy, some things with him. Cortez Kennedy might be like one of it, it's part of the name. It's just a cool name. So, all right, 96 Yankees and Cortez Kennedy. I do not have a problem with that. Now, of course, the show starts now, and um, that's our 96 thing. I can't believe we've done 96 shows 
96 shows and that'll do it here from the omni um the uh big news on the patreon front big news now i was we were saddled we were saddled at number 18 you know joe Danello. we were at joe Danello, right marty waltz a couple weeks ago signed up he was number 18 and out of nowhere out of nowhere we now have louis soho louis soho is now part or dick tidro number 19 is coming in the patreon growing i mean me and joe joe rogan's corner right now is very concerned right now very concerned and it is well i'll read off all the names and i'll finish with number 19 who it is and you may know him as well all right number one alex stetson a ramsey guy my sister mary eileen big george demosi coming out of colonia my mom my cousin joey Rob Pester, Kapasig from the 80s at Rutgers getting involved. Website guy, James Kanowitz, who's got a really cool podcast called The Fletchcast. Check that out. My nephews, Jimmy, John Henry, and Eric. Of course, we got Michael Caprio on the uh, 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 cornhole level.com situation over there. My brother, of course, the CF, CFO of this whole situation, Daryl Clark, big time Louisiana LSU Saint fan. He's miserable right now, but don't worry, LSU will win. Everything very soon, I believe. Uh, Greg Castellino, Colonia boy. Mike Shecky, the Dolphins suck. Lawler is getting involved, coming in at 15. Dave Ben at 16. Only man I went to school with for 16 years, however long it is. Pat Volkmer, Dallas Cowboy fan. Marty Waltzak, Colonia boy. And coming in at number 19. He's known more in my world as Alphonse. Perhaps he's known more as the Guido Perhaps he's known more as the guy with the Italiano mitt. That's right. Michael DiGio Aquino from Beer League joins Patreon late last night. And we were running lines for the thing we're shooting tomorrow. And next thing you know, he hits a big three. I didn't know anything about it. It just popped up on my screen. I'm like, my boy, my boy. So he signs up, number 19. So we are at Dick Tidro and Louis Soho. Sam Grasso hopping in over here with some. I'm wearing this Corona construction hat for a reason, my friend. Because in the stuff we're shooting tomorrow, I wore this hat in Beer League, and I will be wearing this hat tomorrow at the bar where we shoot our stuff tomorrow all day long. Should be exciting. So anyway, we'll get to that in a second. Patreon.com. Google the Jimmy Palumbo Show. Sign up for any tier you want. A lot of fun. I have fun with your name. I'll read it every week. I have bus- I'll say whatever you want. doesn't matter. Um and we are now at 19. So exciting, Chris. We're just rolling along here. Uh, it's, it's, I've got to be honest, great. though. Look, you've, you've, you're putting together a little DiMaggio type hitting streak where a little it's been streak here. A little, a little streak, you know, you, like you we, might, you might be solid of like gold the, since the December Shecky 1st. to Dave Ben, Volkmer, Marty Waltz. Like, I mean, there's like the night base hits off the wall here. I don't even know what tier he signed up, nor do I care what tier he signed up. I just think it's great. You're supporting the show here from the Omni. Also my beer league hits on Instagram. God bless man. 1.6 million now is <laughs> getting involved and it's about to get even, uh, even bigger. Um, coming up very, very soon. So please go on my Instagram. Uh, we also got on Facebook. You got to sign up for the Beer League 2 thing on Facebook. Click it, support it. I'm going to start putting all videos on there. And we haven't figured out how we're going to launch this Beer League thing. But it looks like it's going to be maybe five or six um, shorts that are going to lead everybody along. And then at the end, it'll be one big short film. And then we go from there. But all this is going to be released uh 
probably around pitchers and catchers about uh, mid-February. We got to edit it and do that. But we're going to be doing all kinds of promotions tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun seeing the cast. And uh, we think we got something pretty funny here. Um, but, you know, until it's done and edited, <laughs> you just don't know, man. You know, I don't know how many people will really get a kick out of Beer League uh, 2. It's not really Beer League 2. It's just like Beer League Revisited really is what it is. But the only way to call it is Put it this it way. There, it could lead to it could lead to a Beer League 2. You, you just don't know. It could, you gotta... it could. We're working on. Funny thing is about we'll, we'll get to we'll get to Beer League. I got a section here we're going to dedicate to Beer League. So we'll get to that in a second. Um, even though we should talk about it now, which means, of course, so do the TikTok, Twitter, which brings us to the sponsor of all sponsors, Absolute Eyewear, getting involved here, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. Chris, 732-326. Eyes. Ah, uh, look at that. The timing couldn't be better right there. Full service opticians. Craig and Johnny Mashaud out of Woodbridge down by the train station. Go check them out. They got everything full service. They got a uh, optician on site. They do your glasses. They, they, they make sure even if you got, you know, if you go there, even if you got shitty glasses that you buy, like I do, right? They go in there. They make sure they fit. It's not like you, you buy them off the rack at Walgreens. They make sure they fit. They got the right styles. They look at your face. They know what's going on. And they got all kinds of, listen, they got Ray-Ban coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo. Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley. We're both thinking of jokes in real time that we could insert into this that only we will get. (laughs) Yes, we could. And Yes, um, they got glasses for every budget, including mine. And they got $100 off a complete pair if you mention the Jimmy Palumbo show. That's right. 16 or 18 years in business now. If you mention the the premier streaming network. Yeah, mention that too. See what you get. And you get also, they're open five days a week. They're closed Wednesday. That would be because Why? of softball. And they're closed on Sunday. That would be, Why? Be, that would be because of giant football. Still giant there you football. Go. football giants One more Still Sunday. giant football here. And we are in January, which is rare. Anyway, absolute eyewear. Getting involved here from the Omni. Now, all right. I want to talk about a little Rutgers here. Um Rutgers basketball, what a wild week. They beat Purdue, right, which was cool. And then they beat Maryland. You know, Maryland's really not that good. And then, boy, I was Sunday morning, noon game, all excited, playing Iowa. And I think the Rutgers fan base is the dumbest fan base, including myself. All of a sudden, I'm reading the paper like, Rutgers could win the Big Ten. We're doing this. And all of a sudden, the game started. And I see that Coach McCaffrey on the sidelines. He's like that big, square-headed guy who's been coaching, I think, since 1904, right? He's sitting there, and he looked really calm. The rack is going crazy at the start of the game, and he's like, and I'm looking at him, and I realized, wow, wait a minute. This coach coached against Peichel when Peichel was a player. How crazy is that? And I'm like, everybody's like, yeah, Iowa's off this year. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's it's Iowa. There's no such thing. Like Iowa basketball, there's no such thing as Iowa being off. It, it's fucking Iowa. And man, did they bitch slap us. Even though we cut the game, we cut it to five at one point. It was like five going on third. I would imagine they Iowa's basketball team is the exact same thing as their football team, where it's like they're never really the best, but they're, they're just never, yeah, they're gonna and, be and, good every year. Yeah, yeah. And you can't they play say defense, like, they probably oh, they play you know, great defense. They play defense, they're well coached. They they like the Rutgers defense was sliced and <laughs> just and then of course they, they got hit a bunch their of like three and four year starters. 
players on their team yes, deep was, into their yeah, and one of them's the coach's son of course his uh, younger son had some anxiety and depression issues has to sit down i hope he's going to do okay and pikel and the Rutgers basketball team did a nice thing they gave him a card signed a card went over to the bench uh pikel always handles that stuff right but man we got smoked which lets you know i'm not saying the big Ten's the best in the country but it like the the, the big 10 schedule is like i don't care how good you are like you know, we got to play Ohio State. So like, they don't want to play us, and we never want to play any of those teams. Even like Northwestern's a pain in the ass at home. Everybody's good at home. So it was a bad loss for Rutgers. You lose your home game, it sucks. But you know what? It's Iowa. They lost. They're in the top 35, and they still have a shot at the, you know, they're online to get a, a, a bid. But I worry about this team. We Sometimes we just can't put the bucket in the hoop, and it's called basketball, and we struggled last year with it. We don't have a pure scorer. And our defense wins the game for us. But if the other teams, I think if the other team shoots above their shooting average, we're going to lose every time. We just can't compete with that. Um, the uh, My Knicks, they won four in a row. And typical, when I don't watch the Knicks, they win. Now, they beat the bad teams. The Knicks, Knicks are one of the, this is who I think the Knicks are, okay? The Knicks are the team that they beat the shitty teams. And then they just, they never beat the really good teams. And then they just do like, okay, against that, like third through nine seed, like they split those games, which means right now they're the seventh seed. And I'm guessing the Knicks will probably finish seven or eighth seed and have to play uh, the Nets or, or uh, somebody really good team, but they had Milwaukee last So night. if they're the, the are good though, eight, nine, isn't there two plans though? Don't they do the NBA different now? Where if like, even if they're the seventh no seed, idea. they got to still win a game to get in or some shit. I don't it know how that matter. works, the, but yeah, I don't know. I don't follow that at all. They don't want to play the Nets. Um, I just know, the, Jimmy, does it Knicks, really matter if the they have gonna, to play any of the teams in the top four? Well, uh, in the uh, East, the top four, uh, Celtics. Well, uh, yes, Celtics, Bucks, uh, Nets. Uh, yeah, but if but if you're the fourth seed, even though you're pretty good, odds are you might be an you're not having a, like the awesome year. Philly would like, be Philly would get, probably be like the fourth. Seed. I know, but. Yeah, but you know what? I'd rather play Philly than like one of those other teams. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. I agree. The Knicks have to create a, they have to create a new identity between now and the end of the year. I don't know if they will. Um, but you like the Knicks had the game last night. The Knicks were beating the Bucks. If it was a boxing match, Knicks won the fight. You know what I mean? But the Bucks, they're the world champs. And they, these other teams have that little extra gear the Knicks don't have. And they got beat. They played them tough. So I think the Knicks are going to be one of those team playoffs if they make it. Like, uh, Knicks are a pain in the ass. We may not sweep this series. Or if we sweep, we're going to win by three points in like every If I'm game. Looking, through the, that, looking at the uh, East. So that's it about the Knicks. Now, they, you know, they, the Knicks might not even make it. But moving on. Yeah, you're right. I, it's possible. No, it's possible. The yeah, Knicks there's the Knicks. some good right, teams now that, the are, Giants, that are... Now, last week, out of the, out of the, I'm thrilled to death about the Giants. They made the playoffs. It's wonderful. Uh, we didn't discuss NFL last week with the kid having a heart attack. I didn't feel like going there. I just didn't feel like talking about the NFL. Simply we didn't that. even talk about Rutgers um, basketball it was last week. And they were the yeah, you know, I, they I had just, just beaten a, Purdue the night before, and we didn't even I, talk I think about I, it. I think I failed to mention that. I can't believe I did that, which was a coach. But it, I think I it was sometimes. more or less we kind of avoided the sports <laughs> altogether. You know what? To be honest with you, I didn't even feel like doing the podcast last week. It's, just, it's like I, 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 my, my show isn't all about sports, of course, but it was just whatever. And I got a guest waiting here, so I gotta, I gotta get to him. Um, the, 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 the Giants. Listen, the, the game last week. What, what an awful 
what an awful day of the NFL in many ways. In many ways, it was awesome because at one point it was the third quarter and like eight teams were still alive. And then as the fourth quarter came to a close, it was over for a lot of teams. But I just hated the fact that – and I, there's no way to avoid it. We, we tried to talk about it off air a little bit. Like the Giants were playing like – I think I had three tackles in the game. I took a ride down to Philly. Like I know you can't avoid it. I think Dable made the right decision. Get your guys out of there. You get yourself ready for the playoffs. Everybody's banged up this time of year. It wasn't like the same shit with the Patriots you know, 10 years ago. Um, I, I don't know. It was just, I watched some of the other games and Ed, the backup quarterbacks were in. <laughs> like, I mean, what a, what a shitty day to gamble. You don't know who's in the game. Uh, I do know that the Eagles, though, were full bore, all in. This is why the NFC is so wide. Anybody who thinks the Eagles, like, it's so wide open, it's embarrassing. Um, like a team like the Packers, your team, Thank God they didn't get in. They would have been just as good as anybody hot as anybody in the Yeah, playoff. I mean, I think that the Packers would have run into San Fran. I think defense, yeah. that's that's the thing about San Fran. They have such good weapons, and their defense right. is so good that they translate, I, I think, no matter what. Like, yeah, that's going to be the 40, tough out. In the last month, the 49ers, the Eagles really haven't played Jimmy, great. Jimmy, the 49ers were 3-4. and four. They they're, haven't they're, lost. Right. The 49ers have established themselves – um, but when you get like a new team, kind of, you know, you never know what happens in a play. Ten in a row, and and the Cowboys, Cowboys just continue. I still, yeah, listen, 49ers are the team to beat. There's no question. Um, the uh, the Cowboys just Cowboys had to have this game. They went full in, and they just, man, they just sometimes stink. I don't get. Must be frustrating to be a Cowboy fan. Number one, you haven't won since 1996, and the other thing is, you you see the weapons. They have it there. Like my, I'm, I'm telling you, if Daniel Jones had the weapons at Cowboys, he, he, I think the Giants would have went 13 and three. I swear to God, I, I don't understand why I, I, the Cowboys they have great defensive players, great offensive players. Are they just I don't, well, they're poorly coached. I guess you've been saying that since day one. Uh, but I think the Cowboys are one of those teams. If they if they get going, they can actually make, win the Super Bowl. I've always said that that they just got weapons. Anyway, I want to talk about the week before, which we couldn't talk about last week. Uh, I took my daughter to her first Giant game against the Colts. And boy, what a great game that was. 55 degrees, my daughter's first game. The Colts stink. They are ultimate stink list. Um, uh, they're poorly coached. They, they, they stink across the board. And um, the uh, I brought my daughter there. We had an absolute blast. There were so many funny things that happened at the game. Number one, I realized how shitty our seats are. At Rutgers games, we were like on the 50, 40-yard line. The Giants were upper deck. My daughter was like, whoa, Dad, I'm getting a little queasy up here. My cousin John went. I've been going to my games with my cousin John since 1980. And he was sitting there, and he had some – my cousin John had some classic lines sitting there. Because at the end of the game, I was like – should we go this blowout and beat the traffic? And he's sitting back on his haunches, you know, he's like this. And he's like, you know what? We haven't been to a meaningful game like this. He's like, let's enjoy the process. Let's he said it really loud. Like other fans heard him. Like, I'm going to enjoy the, we watched the celebration at the end. Like old school giant fans were hitting the exits. And we're like, no, 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 no. We're going to enjoy the process here. Simple as that. And uh, uh, guy knocked over his beer, which was, he just, he, he comes over to me. He goes, you imagine it's like $15 for this IPA. I'm like, yeah, that sucks. He puts it down. Guy walks by, knocks it over. And the guy didn't say anything. Like he knew he hit it too. <laughs> he like, you know, when you know, you did something shit by walking. 
And um, so he's looking at me, and I'm like, I wish I, I wish I had that in me, honestly. I wish I could knock somebody's gear over and have it in me to just keep going and not care. Yeah, you would have lost your mind. Um, and it was just a fun time. I, um, it was, uh, uh, he had, it was also, you know, we were looking at too the awful apparel that the young kids wear for games now. Like, like in the old days, you, first of all, in the old days, you just wore your sweatshirt. There was no paraphernalia. And then NFL apparel, right? Everybody saw your Packer jersey, Giant jersey. And then somewhere, like someone smoked acid and decided, like, there was a Lawrence Taylor jersey that was like cut in half. And like with a, like with a with a like a, a lightning bolt and the different it was not even red blue and white it was I mean it, it was an abomination. I understand anytime you mess with no. the jersey or the uniform, I have a little bit of an issue, no. unless it's something that the team is selling. But some modified and, jersey. But you gotta you gotta think about the pants that they gave out in the nineties, the Zubaz pants. Like there was some funky things that people were no wearing doubt. back then. And I didn't too. wear I didn't wear them either. But the, the ones now. And also the Giants, where they sell the stadium, so depressing. It's really the worst stadium in the NFL, worst new stadium anyway. The, the, where they where they sell the giant paraphernalia, like I swear, like the girl was wearing like a cowboy shirt, like walking to like a crypt. Most, it, it was, yeah, it was like it, it was dark. There was no, and all their clothes, like it, it, there should have been a sign that said, "Please don't buy here." There's better stuff at Kohl's. That's what it should have been at the top of the door. There was like you know what they had like they had like for girls they had like a pink giant sweatshirt like uh, okay like like, every other like 90 bucks yeah for every like every other team in the nfl like let's have a pink one for the ladies the jerseys was a couple of but my cousin john had me crying because he said he he had bought a a a barkley shirt because he went to penn state and he was telling me i don't know if i can make this as funny as he did, did it to me but you know it's a giant jersey it says barkley on it he went to penn state he's a giant fan perfect right so he goes to a penn state game and he's talking to this big Penn State guy sitting next to him. And he looks at the jersey, okay? This is this year. He guy goes, hey, man, wow, like, that's an awesome jersey. Like, where'd you get that? And my cousin John was like, where did I get it? He's like, it's the NFL jersey, like, of Barkley, the number two pick in the draft. Like, year. anywhere. <laughs> it's like, do you have a Marshalls near you or a game? It was like the guy acted like my cousin got this out of like handmade from in Zimbabwe somewhere. Like my cousin John had explained to the guy like Barkley got drafted too. Like he's he's popular in the other like people in Indiana know who Saquon Barkley is. So we I was giggling on that. Plus, I was wearing my jerk off red shoes. I bought these red uh shoes from uh Skechers, right? Uh they were on sale. I forgot Rutgers red, but they, I realized they look, if you saw me wearing these, you'd be like jerk off right away. Um, so my cousin John couldn't get over. What are you doing? You're 57 years old. You're wearing bright red shoes. I felt like, you know, who's that guy? Uh, white shoes, Johnson back in the day, even though they were red, it was horrible. And of course I started my diet. It was January 1st, but we all meet at the Vince Lombardi service area. Okay. I kept on calling it the Louis Lombardi service area from the guy from beer league and that actor, Louis Lombardi. He goes, Jimmy, why are you calling it Louis Lombardi? I'm like, Oh, it's Vince Lombardi. And I gotta tell you how stupid I am. I go into the Vince Lombardi service area and in front of the guy's bathroom is a huge, huge photo, huge photo of Packer stadium, the old Packer stadium. Right. And which I, which I was at the last game before they renovated, by the way, I don't know if you knew that. Um, and uh, it's Lambeau uh, field. So I don't know if you knew that. Well, I'm I'm saying I, again, I made the mistake. Frozen tundra right. of Lambo. 
We're good. We're good. Jimmy sucks sometimes, and that's a shitty thing I just did. So it's Lambo. That is a although very, least, very. Although like let me ask really you, was cool it always Lambo? In your cap though to say that you were at the last game because I've right. never so, been to Lambo before the renovation. I was there the first year when they started it. So right. So so uh, uh, um, so I'm sitting there, and of course I forget I'm inside the Vince Lombardi service area, and I'm looking. I'm like, I'm like the fuck in new Jersey? like what the fuck are they showing the, this packer shit <laughs> forgetting <laughs> well, i'm in the vince lombardi museum of the you know when you're just momentarily stupid you're like why are they showing packer shit in here and then oh because we're at the vince lombardi it would be like being at the john bon jovi thing and be like why do they have this bon jovi shit like, why is there a guitar on the wall so i'm trying to at at the game cut my finger here it's bleeding uh, uh at the game i uh uh I was good. I didn't have any hot dogs or pretzels. I wanted to start the year off right. Well, inside the Vince Lombardi service area, there's a Shake Shack inside it. Brand new. Now, Chris, Chris, you know I'm a cockroach. You know I'd be one of the worst mouse mice in the... I would run over to the mouse trap, try, desperately trying to get that cheese out of there. I, do you, how do you think I made out with the Shake Shack? In front of my face with a with a daughter that was hungry. How, how did I do? Well, I mean, like, well, now that I hear your excuse, <laughs> I don't think you made out well. I didn't make out well. And but what it was like, me, well, though, I would have said Jimmy, like any other disciplined man would do is just say, Jimmy, just walk away. But then you had to throw him and, 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 oh yeah, and a daughter that was hungry. So it's like yeah, you know, so, I had to walk up to, to the counter one, at one least. Th one thing, one thing about me though, full commitment when I go bad. I don't mess around. I got the double Shake Shack. As you should. I got the large fry, and then I get the big, large chocolate shake. I went, I went like 7,000 calories. Boom. I threw deep, bro. I'm looking end zone. I got in the car. I wanted to puke on the way home. It was just, I'm like, why Why couldn't there be like something, anything near healthy? Uh, so that other way home. We had a great time, though. And my daughter saw me win a game because I take her to Rutgers games. They always lose. My daughter actually saw my team win. She was thrilled to death. I was like happy for her because she went to the couple of awful football games and a couple of brutal, brutal basketball games where they lost. So um, uh, I feel you know shitty about that. So, all right. Well, I think we should really quick got to get to my guest. But let me do real quick um, my NFL stinks list. Sponsored by CornholeLevel.com. That's right. Mike Caprio's company. For 1995, getting involved here. Um, you get these things, Chris. They totally balance your cornhole board, bro. It's the best thing ever. You put it on. You clip them. They're 1995, 20% off. You say JP show. It makes your board angled right. The whole bit. You can't beat it. Go to CornholeLevel.com for your cornhole board leveler. You got to have it. It's a good gag gift. It's a good gift because it makes the board right. If you hate cornhole, you could give it to your friend who likes it to bust his balls. If you love cornhole, how could Chris, you would embarrass yourself by having an uneven cornhole level. Well, yeah, like on, we you got to level that, the board. My, you cornhole is, my cornhole is very, that, very even. Even Steven, exactly. right down the Listen, middle. I, you know what? They, you know, Chris, despite what they say about you, you got it. Your cornhole is always level, bro. And I appreciate that. And they sponsor my NFL stinks list. The final, final one, because we can't really do it for the playoffs. Although we might, if someone gets blown out. Uh, I, I was thinking about putting TCU on this list. Good God. That's another story. Anyway. All right, here we go. 
Buffalo Bills, very good. Dolphins, average. Uh, barely gave them an average. Patriots stink. Jets stink. Bengals, very good. Ravens, average. Steelers, average. Cleveland Browns, stink. Jacksonville Jaguars, average. Titans, Colts, Texans, I want to put an RS, really stink. Kansas City Chiefs, very good. Uh, Chargers, average. I hated to do that because I hate the Chargers. Um, Ve uh, Vegas Raiders and Denver Broncos, stink. The Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going to put them at very good, but I that was a hesitant. That was like, all right, they only lost three games. I got to give it to them. Cowboys, I, I almost reduced the Cowboys to average. I really did. I just don't like the way they're playing sometimes. But I gave them a good. I gave the Giants a good. You know what? They made the playoffs, so they're good. Uh, Washington Commanders, average. I thought they played pretty well at the end, and they, they kicked the shit out of the Cowboys. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, I'm only giving them a good. Don't know why. Maybe because the Giants play them in the first round. I don't feel like playing a very good team. So I'm only playing a good team. Well, they're not very good. That's true. Everybody says it. Detroit Lions, I give them a they're good. They're simply not very good. The Lions good. game, I know they hurt your boys. but uh, And I had to put the Packers at stink because they didn't make the playoffs and you got Aaron Rodgers. So that, hey, I'm, stink all, I'm okay with it. It does not matter. And the matter. Chicago Bears uh, stink. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay really. The people that think that Brady's going to beat the Cowboys, I don't. The Buccaneers, they stink, bro. Here's the thing. Brady um, might not, but if Dak does what he does and that Tampa Bay defense is up and down, they're very, very, very much more up at home than down. I, I, there's, there's been a ton of Bucks games on the air. A couple of games hey, he won in the hey, last minute. Hey, would, it be, would it really surprise you if 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 when you look back on, on Tuesday morning and you're like, oh, Tom Brady's in the second round? Yeah, I don't care. Of course. Of course. But I think they stink, and I think the Cowboys are going to win, actually. Um, and the Panthers, Saints, Falcons, all stink. I do as 49ers, well. 49ers are at the very good level. I really, even though I got teams at the very good, to me, there's only really the two elite teams in the league are really the Chiefs and the 49ers right now. Those are the teams that are really playing well. And the Seahawks I have is good. They made the playoffs, 9-8. and eight. They got in, did what they had to do, took care of business. And I got the Rams and the Cardinals as uh, really stinks. So that's it. End of the season. The final stinks list. We'll have a mini stinks list next week. Uh, 16 stinks, six averages, five goods, and five very goods. Now, I can go back to week one, which I got right here. If everybody just stares with me for one second. And here it is. The first week. Let me see, Chris, how good your memory is here at Shea. Um, let's see. Week one. Wow, what do I have? I have anybody that stink? No, Broncos and Raiders stink. I have the Chargers as average. Chiefs were still very good. What do I have your Packers at? Oh, they got beat week one. They stunk. They got beat by Minnesota. Yeah, Packers uh, Packers stink. Lions stink. I had the Giants as average. Cowboys as stink. That's so funny. Eagles as only average, so all the different things. So there was only uh, 13 stinks. Um, and, of course, they came on to be 16 stinks. So that's it. Final stink list. God bless America from the Omni. That's my final thing there. Now, there's been somebody very patient, very patient, uh, waiting for me. I have a unique guest coming up here. Um, and now, what I usually do, I love having a guest like this. I say this all the time. Even though I know this guy, right? And I'm doing a show with him on Saturday night from downtown Seaside Heights. Uh, I don't really know a lot about him. I've done some shows with him in the past years ago when he was uh, he was kind of a rookie stand up as, as was I kind of. 
uh, veteran performer, but not you know more on the rookie side, uh, or new a newbie as I should say. Um, and I'm gonna have him on the show now because we're doing a show, and we're gonna find out all about this this guy and all his crazy shit. He, I'm gonna bring him right on. Here we go, everybody. What's Ryan Moore, what's up, man? This is uh, Chris. What's uh, my, going my on? Here. What's happening? Yeah, here, Chris. Nice to so, meet you. And I just want to say, Jimmy, uh, for those that felt like they missed out when you didn't do any sports last week, you more than made up for it this week. That was incredible. Yeah, man. I went. Oh, I can't believe I just went 36 minutes. I made you wait. That's sad. Uh, no, I don't. We had some things it's a, to get to. Tuesday afternoon. I got well, nowhere you know what? to be. There was a lot I, going on with the Giants and Packers, and I had to do double with it last week. Um, so, yeah, anybody who's not you a know, sports you know fan. I, I got to give you all the credit in the world because I, I absolutely love that you said this when you said to your co-host Chris, you're like, to be honest, I didn't even want to do the show last week because sometimes you feel that way. I've done different uh, podcast right. projects over the years and it's like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, uh, we just didn't want to do it. You know, it was like the, the, the yeah, I felt like that, like at, right around today at like one o'clock. Yeah. Well, Chris, like, yeah. Chris feels that Chris feels that way every day. Chris just wants to go get a job on the railroad and just work and come home. And well, that's, that's big, what I did. I had steak. that railroad. I had yeah. that railroad job for a couple of years <laughs> with uh, New Jersey Transit. You don't want that job, Chris. So all right, now nah, Chris is a Fair. big time podcaster now. Um, well, listen, uh, let's see. So Ryan, all right, we're doing a show Saturday night, okay? Absolutely. At the Ocean View, which it looks like to be a really cool joint. I look forward to doing that with you. I'm kind of hosting, which I'm usually never done, so that ought to be interesting. Um, so let me ask you, like, first of all, where are you from, man? Where were you born, raised, that whole bit? Uh, born in Hudson County, North. Bergen area. Uh, grew up, you know, wow. down the shore for the most part. Went to high school okay. uh, in Ocean County. Uh, good old Monsignor Donovan there. So that's why Seaside uh, was always a cool spot for me because when you know sure. you're growing up on the Jersey Shore, 15 years old, you dream about you know getting messed up at Bamboo. Rest in peace, Bamboo. Uh, yeah, but bamboo. yeah, man. So they're going through a whole uh, redevelopment project, and the Ocean View is one of the first new places that's going to be opening there over the next couple of years, and it's a great joint and. Looking forward to the first show. It's the first ever comedy show they've done there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and so Jimmy Palumbo and Ryan doing the first ever. If that goes on to be like a major staple of comedy. Somewhere there'll be a little shitty plaque just before you go into the bathroom <laughs> that says January uh, 14th, 2023. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Marr. And, and I'll, my, my letter will be like in fine Pika elite on the bottom. Jimmy Palumbo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would, yeah, they should put a box score. I'll probably go three for four. Um, so that's great. I look forward to doing that now. So you, you graduated high school. Did you go to college? Did you get right into comedy? What, what did you no, end up? Uh, I did a community college. Then I worked in radio for a little bit. I worked uh, uh, five doing some interning promotion and stuff like that. And then I went that's the cool. safe route. I, I took the job, New Jersey Transit as a train conductor, and I was just miserable. I was 22 years old. And I just, so you were uh, an actual conductor on New Jersey Transit? Yeah, Jimmy, like yeah. that was dead serious. When you said work on the railroad, he was like, no, I, I did was, that already. I, I, listen, I didn't even no. know you worked on it. I was just using it like, uh, that's weird. See, the, the stars were aligning right there. So you yeah. were actually one of those. Uh, you were a conductor. You weren't the jerk-off ticket taker guy, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. With the polyester suit. Oh, hat that's online. great. What yeah. a jerk off. I love that. I love it. How long <laughs> did you do that for? I did it for about five years, and I had started in comedy about a year in, just going to open mics and stuff. And then, you know, I started to get paid gigs relatively quickly. And when I say paid, you know, like $50 spot here, $25 spot there. Me. 
but then it got to a point where I was about the same amount, about the same amount you're paying me on that. Yeah. 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 I'm with a left hook here at Shay. Don't get get too excited. Uh, (laughs) No, but honestly, it got to a point where I was just, I hated the job and, you know, I'd be calling out to do some of these, you know, comedy gigs on the road and, and on the road at that point, it was like, you know, middle of Pennsylvania, uh, stuff like that. And I just was like, you know what? I got to take a chance and go for it. And, uh, it How wasn't hard. It wasn't hard. It wasn't a very hard, hard decision to make. Now, well, first of all, I got to ask you something, though. I, I don't know what your family situation is, but there had to be some older jerk off going, you stick with the union, you get a pension. You get. There had to be some resistance at the top of your food chain saying, what are you doing? Was anybody there, like there that? Was, there was a little bit of that, but you know, funny you should mention it because your boy Artie, when uh, he had the Artie Lang show on TV, we talked about that on, on the show, and you know, he said it back. He said, there's certain people that the grass is always greener. I was 22 and working. Right. Like at one point I worked 72 days in a row because you had no seniority. You're on the extra list. And there were people that were like, you're 22. When are you going to have a life? You're too young for this. And then when I quit at 26, it was, oh my God, you're 26. You're giving up that job. So, you know, you can't listen to shit like that. You got to follow. Right. I, know, right I know. Hey. Listen, I was working at a little company called Microsoft in 1990, so I consider myself a career. I should do career advice. Leave a company that'll make you $2 million on paper or get into showbiz. All right, so then let's see. Now, where did you first start doing stand-up? Where, where, what's, uh, where was so your was first a, gig? What did, so there was this company that was renting Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club on Tuesday nights, just renting the room, and they were doing this kind of competition thing. And I didn't know it was a competition. I just thought it was an open mic. And I wound up winning that competition. And then I started okay. working full of ease as a host, MC, and then travel and doing the road and all that. And uh, that's when I actually worked with you. I mean, because what Beer League came out, what, 2005 or so around there? Yeah, I had just gotten off of Beer League. I was doing the Scott Farrell show. I did a yep. couple of shows down in uh, down at Uncle Vinny's, got to know uh, Dino and his brother. And, uh, uh, and um, I... Uh, he opened up another room there at the Holiday Inn. I did a show at Florentine, and, I, and you were on that show as the host. Yeah, and, you were the host. I was the host on that show, and it's funny because not that that only lasted like two or three shows. The second okay. or third show, I was Mike. You understand, you understand something? Back then, I was so nervous, and for some reason, I was nervous to be doing a show with great uh, with Florentine, uh, who's a, who's an old buddy of mine now. But I was so nervous, like I there's no. There's no way I would have even remember the host. Like, and, and no, not that a disrespect to you. I was probably, Believe me, I'm not offended. I, I had I probably had the shits. I was probably in the side room going into the bathroom, worried about like I got pee stains on my pants from pissing and shit and being so nervous. Uh, even though I've been doing it a while, I just didn't get I still get nervous now, but I really got nervous back then. Uh, so you did well, you know, shows, like, you're, not, awesome. you're not the first, you're not the first actor turned comedian that that said that. But what I find interesting now now is that like if you look at nowadays there's so many people that don't even have your showbiz background that are getting into it. i mean there's literally you know men and women that uh, put up tiktok videos that go viral you know they got 20 minutes to do a stand-up show it's like it's right so and I, then what happens is then, then then you go to the stand-up show and everybody walks out going oh, oh. he's funnier on tiktok that was a terrible show because you can't be yeah. listen i'm not judging any stand-ups well whoever can make money doing it god bless but it takes a while to put all the shit together and uh I, 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 some of my bits, like, I don't want to say my bits are great, but if they were like out of three, it took me like years to get them up to a seven. Yeah. And, but some people, you, you just can't, I mean, there are people that are brilliant overnight. It just happens that way. Same thing with sports, you know, guys just comes to them. 
but it, it's a, it's a, you got to log in your time for sure. Um, so, all right, you start doing Uncle Vinny's, you're jerking around. Now, I did a show with you in down by the racetrack in Monmouth in that town off of exit like 100. It was a yes, restaurant. you know, it's funny because I don't remember that. Yeah, you were, um, you, you it's not that you weren't uh, friendly with me, you were busy because we were in the corner, it was a crowded room, you were doing your thing, I came in. Uh, I just did my thing. And I had a man, I got it on tape somewhere. I think I had such a, um, the audience was weird. Like you, you, you didn't, you, you did just okay. And I, in my mind, I remember going, cause you went up first. You were like running the night. You like, you were, I remember you being up first, but you there were was like, a place. There was a place for a little while that can't think, uh, in Tinton falls. That Steve, was it. Tinton falls. Montana's. Yeah, that's it. And you were uh, like, yeah, you, that, it was like your, it was like your show kind of. And I remember that, like you just did okay. And I usually sometimes go, oh, it's good when the guy before you just does okay. You can come in and, and let the world know. <laughs> and then I, I backed it up with a, a chopper to second, fielded cleanly, fired across the diamond or two away. Uh, and then you actually finished pretty strong. You went on, I think you might have even headlined it uh, after me. Uh, you were, it was like your world, that whole thing. But the audience, yeah, I remember was, we were. I, I just want to clarify it was, you know, that was not my role. That was the person who hooked it. But a lot of those gave, you know, taught me lessons when I went to start producing oh, shows. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that person who booked that, I won't say his name because you're still friends with him. But, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of these guys, and you've seen it in this business all the time, what they do is they just, all right, this is the pay, go do the gig. But there's nothing set up. You don't know if there's, you don't know if there's a working microphone. And my whole belief right. is, is that if something to the public i want it to be a professional show i want there to to be a backdrop yeah i remember i remember the stage was like in the corner we were kind of jammed it was something weird about it i remember uh it was one yeah. of those shows that listen i mean uh, you probably did better than i remember again i was pissing and shitting at myself before the show was always <laughs> back then um but yeah we worked together on that show and that's why i started to follow you on early social media and uh, we, i feel like i know you because of that so anyway you start doing that and then what uh so uh, now what I love about you is your posts on Facebook and please go to his, uh, Ryan Marr page on Facebook, Instagram, you, uh, you Uber and stuff like that. And your yeah. posts on, uh, your posts on Ubering are funny, man, especially, oh, I love nice, it during July and August when you pick up the assholes coming from, uh, you know, say the bamboo bar to DJs from DJs yeah. to Leggett, and you get these drunk girls in and drunk guys and your commentary on, it's almost as if you pull over right after letting them out and you write stuff like, okay, I just picked up three guys and here, you know, and you, you do it. Yeah. I, I want, I wish you had your own podcast on that. I would love that. Um, they're really, when did you start? Like how long you've been Ubering and when did you, when do you realize it was comedy gold? I was doing a show at helium comedy club in Philly and the headliner who I was working with was from San Francisco and he was talking about her. And I want to say this was around 2013 or whatever and it wasn't available yet here in jersey they became available like around 2014 or 15 i didn't have a car at that time that was eligible for it i had a ford mustang convertible got rid of the mustang eventually that's not a good Jeep. uber car no definitely not you got to have the four doors i mean although nowadays i heard they've changed the limitations on what your car can be but i just thought this would be a great way to make money when i'm not doing stuff and you know how it is i mean sometimes you'll get these gigs great. that are out in Philly or North Jersey, you're done 10, 11 o'clock. Turn the Uber on, make another two, three hundred, you know, dollars. Listen, and, I've I've bartended, I've Ubered, I've door dashed. I yeah. get it. You, you can make your own schedule. You want to just make a you're sitting around for two hours waiting to, to do something. 
you drop your kid off at something, you have two or three hours, you can go out and make a few bucks. Uh, so I yeah. get it. I think it's great. Yeah, so, so I, started, now you, I, I started doing it around 2016. Were, I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, no, you go. No, so I started 2016? around 2016, and, uh, it, you know, it's been great. It was especially great during the pandemic where, you know, as you know, uh, the way that we – make a living in this stand-up game was pretty much shut down. I mean, I was fortunate enough to be able to go out to Florida a lot and get some work. But when I was here, I mean, it, it really got me through. And there are still times where it does because you know how it is. I mean, there, there'll be some months where you can yeah, have every man. weekend book solid. And then there's other months where you got one gig, two gigs, and you got to make ends meet otherwise. You know? it, listen, in showbiz, there's nothing solid. And yeah. I mean that even if you become a star and then you're and you, you start to acquire infrastructure, then your show gets canceled and all of a sudden, oh, yeah. shit, should I really have bought that million dollar house? Now I got to, you know, <laughs> now I got to get another show. Um, I've never had yeah, that it, problem. It never. No, but you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It never goes away at yeah. every level. You're either trying to get enough money to, to, to pay your rent or eat or you're trying to figure out a way to, you know, uh, uh, do this, that and the other thing. So that that showbiz thing. So. Now your now your your comedy. Let's talk about your comedy. So you you've done the Florida circuit. How how did that go this year? Oh, the last couple of years of the pandemic. It was good. I mean, I was able to go out there, and uh, there's a lot of comics that I've gotten to know over the years uh, that were originally from New York or New Jersey that relocated out there even prior to the pandemic, and they built up a lot of connections and stuff like that. So they were able to talk to some club owners and some bookers. And what I did notice out there especially during the pandemic was, you know, I remember like I was doing the laughing comedy cafe in Fort Myers and I heard, Oh, okay. Tonight okay. there's going to be two guest spots. And when you hear guest spots, sometimes in New York and New Jersey, you start to get a little nervous because you're like, Oh, what's this going to be like? But out there, there were so many great comics that would drive two, three, sometimes four right. hours yep. for these seven minute guest spots. And they were great. They were great comics. Well, like I they really, you know, I, I agree with you, especially on the East Coast. I I went to I was in uh, I got a gig in Naples. Okay, I can't think of the name of the comedy club. It's a big one there, though. It's, it's the biggest one in. Uh, um, Is it all, uh, off the it, hook? Yeah, off the hook. Beautiful room, yeah. good food, and I I got a guest spot there, and they gave me a few bucks. And um, but the the thing was, nobody knew me there, and I I, I always make I always mix showbiz with sports, so I'm like, hey, this is the first time performing in Florida. This room is packed on a Wednesday night. There must have yeah. been 70, 80 people, full bore eating, beautiful stage. <clears throat> the food, I was talking to a guy who was walking in early. He's like, yeah, I, I, they, they, I come here for, it's dinner. It, the food's great. And then comics go on. He goes, the yeah. food here is as good as any restaurant around here. So you might know, be talking about like, you might be talking about Vasani's. Was that where you were at? No, Vistani's? no, no. This no. was off the hook. The food oh, okay. was, it was good for a comedy club. And, um, but dude, so what happened was I'm thinking that everybody, like this was a big comedy club and everybody was, I, I, I assumed everybody was a D1, you know, prospect. And dude, the, the host came on and all due respect to this guy, he didn't, he was, whether he, this was his spot, he was relaxed. And I was like, so he gets off the stage to that, like applause, like, like it was like, ah, not knowing here's a new guy here. We don't know who he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Plumbo. Dude, I did like a 12 minute spot. I was like, it was like Hagler Hearns. I was just, I was just rocking it, blah, blah, blah. And I was classic comedic comic moment. You feel so good about yourself. And guess what happens? I walked out. The booker didn't say anything. The owner didn't say anything. Hey, Jimmy, how long are you in town for? Love to see you again. Haven't heard from any one of them. I sent them an email. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so classic yeah. example. You go, 
you kick ass and you walk out. But one of the comedians was telling me that they do that whole, they go up to Fort Myers and the town above that. And they drive all the way down to Naples. It's like a Naples. What are the towns? Naples, Fort Myers is another Cape one. Cape Coral. Uh, Tampa, St. Pete. And he yeah. said there's like six pretty good comedy uh, clubs. And there's a bunch of rooms in each one. Um, and it, it, it was like in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, no, just after the pandemic. And um, it was really cool to talk to the comedians. And they just drive up and down. Uh, just such a different egg down there than in New York. There's no question about it. And what also was nice about it, too, was, I mean, this was like I was out there in the heart of the lockdown where people from New Jersey that knew you were going out there were looking at you like you were a piece of shit. Like, oh, you're going out to Florida. And sure right. enough, I did a Thursday night show at that laugh. And, and there was a couple that came up to me afterwards and they were like, oh, nice show. And I said, oh, thank you for coming out. And the woman says to me, she goes, it was our 70th wedding anniversary last week. And I said, pardon me, but how old are you? And she goes, my husband and I are both. 92 and i'm thinking Holy to myself shit here's this couple they're 92 years old they're out on i guess it was like a thursday night show they're having cocktails they're enjoying life and then i'm coming back to jersey where people in their 40s and 50s are like oh my god you know put your mask on go to right so it was just Crazy. wild to me to see that whole, whole whole dichotomy i felt like i was coming both country when i come back to jersey it was weird right. well i I look at it another way. I feel very bad. I guess they don't get along with their children anymore because if, if they've been, was it their anniversary? So they're, no, no, they're, they, it had just oh, I was going to say, because if it was their anniversary, how does that conversation go? Hey mom, uh, dad, what are you guys doing for your 70th? Oh, we're going to go see Ryan Maher go over at the laughing. <laughs> That's yeah. a good, really? Yeah, or I, I think the fuck. We, we want to hear dick jokes from a guy from Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go there. We're gonna get dick jokes from a guy from New Jersey while while we we're we're ninety two <laughs> years old celebrating our final years. I love it. I love it. But that's great. I know what you mean though. It was different world there. Um, that's great. I'm glad you did that. Where where do you mostly perform now? Would you say consistently? Well, I mean, I, I also I started to branch out and do other things as well. I um I started wedding officiating a couple of years ago, which was another thing that oh, kept me very great. busy. Uh, during the pandemic, our buddy Steve Trevelis, who actually told me to tell you hello, he wrote a nice article ah, about me. Steve, Steve yeah, Trevelis, one hundred one point five. He's great, great guy. Yeah, he, ambassador he wrote a nice to article. comedy. Yeah, wrote a nice article about me on New Jersey one hundred one five about you know wedding officiating. A lot of couples reached out to me through that because um, again great. with the pandemic, everything had cancellations or whatever. I run trivia nights. I do bar bingo. I mean, I do anything I can to avoid having a real job at this point. That's well, the, yeah. okay. That's listen. I I give you credit, and you run a pretty cool show at one of the one of the bigger clubs on the Jersey Shore down in Point Pleasant. Um, the uh, not the tiki yeah. bar, the Jenkinson tiki bar, uh, the Jenkinsons. And right um, I was I, I I ran into you. That's the last time I saw you. I just happened to duck in. I was down there on, uh, for a couple of days, and uh, th those shows were pretty good. I mean, I heard uh, people, a couple of friends of mine went and as as guests, and uh, and I knew you had a nice a nice. Uh, Nice bunch of comedians that were performing. You had a really nice uh, a lineup. Uh, was it six weeks you did it, or, or five? Was well, it so it was weird. So when, so when I left uh, the club that I was working at for many years, I was like, you know, it would be kind of cool to do things somewhere close by. And I always loved growing up those old Dangerfield specials on HBO, where Rodney would host, right. and he would bring up you know different friends of his, comedians that he admired, and I liked it because right. I said, you know what? Instead of having these people come see me try to do the same hour. Because we had this conversation on the phone last week. I write a lot. You like right. to write. But no one's churning out a new hour every year unless they're right. Bill Barr or Chappelle. Right. So 
I like the idea of being able to host a show, work out some new material, and bring up, you know, two solid tracks in a headliner. So that's what we started doing in 2018. We started with three shows. 2019, they bumped me up to six. 20, we had nine scheduled. We lost all of them uh, because right. of the lockdown. And then I came back sure. in 2021 with nine. Last year, we did five. And I think this year, I mean, we're going to start talking about it probably in the next couple of weeks, uh, figuring out the details. I might go with like four or five because it is a lot. There's a lot of promotion that goes into it. But yeah, I'm a big believer in, you know, booking professional comics and giving them a great show, you know? I, uh, maybe I'll do one of those shows. My brother's got a house down there. I can always crash down there and, uh, we'll go bust balls. Yeah. I love that concept, uh, doing that. Well, listen, uh, I appreciate you coming on anything else. So get, what's your Instagrams, TikToks, Uh, Twitter, shitter, Facebook. Yeah. The Instagram more comedy, Ryan, M-A-H-E-R comedy. That's where I pretty much put most of my stuff up nowadays. I'm still on Facebook and all that, but yes, Saturday night. Uh, the Ocean View Restaurant, 8 p.m. Uh, they've been promoting it hard. I think we're going to have a really nice turnout. I know we're going to have fun regardless. Emily Page is also on the show. She's great. You'll like her. Yeah, so looking forward I think, to it. I think I met her once. I can't wait. I look forward to going down there. Um, should be a good time. I, uh, uh, th- and the place looks really like an old school resort. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's right beautiful. the water there. It's beautiful. We're up in the bank. I got uh, I created a wedding okay. there a couple weeks ago. It was a great time. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. A friend of mine's going to be there. He, his band played there on Friday, last Friday. I got to give him a call. I have worked with him 30 years ago selling computers. His band played there Friday, and we're going to talk, and he's going to show up with his wife. I will, uh, I will say that it's going to be there. One of the great things about, uh, you know, and again, I'll have to come back on some other time when you have more time because we, we have a lot of commonalities with the whole Jersey thing, Jersey Shore thing. I have gotten right. more comments about you being on this show. I have really nothing to do with your acting career or a comedy just people, somebody who I grew up with, R.J. Hager. He's like, oh, Jimmy Pillow, his father built my lifeguard stand. I'm definitely coming. Like, uh, like stories <laughs> like that. Or, oh, yeah, my dad know. built at my dad built my brother had a house by now. Lavalette, Chad, Chad, not Chadwick, uh, Normandy Nor- Shores. Okay, yeah. And they needed a new. They needed a new life. Chris, you'll love this. They needed a new lifeguard chair. Now my dad was old school. They have to fold this thing down and drag it back. So my father was thinking, well, I got to make this thing solid because it's on the water you know, on the beach. He made this thing like an aircraft carrier. And when it, it was gorgeous when they first built it, right? He painted it, made sure the bo- it was bolted, but he used like two by sixes. It was So I remember the first summer, my dad was so proud of it. And, you know, and it was really cool. I watched two lifeguard, two girls trying to drag it backwards. It was like we had to have like, like nine a beached people. whale, not an actual yeah, lifeguard. Well, and then I was like, Dad, maybe you should have made it a little lighter to drag. Is now nah, the waves come in and hit it. I'm like, Dad, the waves don't hit the chair. He, he was acting like it was like a, a canoe being launched to go to Europe on, you know. And I also um, got that's a great. I can't believe that. I also got a random message today on Facebook after I plugged that I was going to be on here that somebody says they remember you from your Second Avenue house in Manasquan. You years ago and they said oh so yeah so that's what i love 16, about this. i was on second ave third ave and fourth ave i was a 16 year veteran i stayed way too long at the dance down there uh-huh. my pictures on the wall at leggett's and the osprey and, and going over the bridge to the, all the, the tiki bar and jenkinson's hey, and man you did it right i you go back fun. to you know Reggie's and shit like that, and Casablanca's. I don't know if you remember those places. Well, no, Casablanca. I was never, I was a little too young for Casablanca, but my buddy yeah, Carl, yeah. my buddy Carl was one of the owners there. Carl Adamo was another guy, right. and then he 
And then he made millions of dollars and there's like 70 condos there. <laughs> Everybody's like, I, you ever see those dumb people? How could they close Casablanca? I'll tell you why. <laughs> Some developer <laughs> wrote a check for $10 million for 50 acres. And there's a hundred buildings in there now uh, where people live. Uh, but uh, yeah, I miss those kind of bars. Sunday, Sunday afternoons at Casablanca's was a lot of fun. I've heard the Reggie's stories. bar when you, Reggie's was great. And you got Key Largo and Montego Bay. Uh, DJs is still there. And so yeah, Osprey and Leggett's. Of course, Leggett's, you know, my boy Keith bartending down there. Uh, you know Keith at the bar at Leggett's? I'm sure if I saw him, I would. But I'm laughing when bald, you talk about guy. I'm bald guy. I'm laughing about you mentioning Montego Bay because I remember probably about a year or two ago, Mike Marino put up some like old home videos from Montego Bay. Oh, it's great. Bay. He's got. That was great. Mike, if you're listening, Mike's got like hundreds of videos from the 80s in all those clubs, like video. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, some reality show's got to take that. It should be on one of those shitty channels like Vice, and they should call it like <laughs> Assholes on the Jersey, the real Jersey Assholes. But the I'm laughing shorts, too, the because, girls with the hair. It's awesome. Because from the time frame that that video exists, like that means that one of his buddies had to be walking around with like those giant VHS. That's what it was. That's they great. walked into the bar with it. It's crazy. Chris, I got to show you clips. You'll die. Your mother and father will die laughing. They're going to be like, that's exactly what it was like. It was the big hair, the lipstick, that like pink, crazy lipstick. And uh, it, just the girls were, of course, you know, you look at them now. They're like, is that girl hot? Like at the time that was considered hot, you know, but a good looking girl is a good looking girl. And the guys were in these tight shorts. It looks like it's uh, like the Chippendales going on over there at the bar, but we all had them and those OP Shorts, the corduroy OPs, which somebody said they're making a comeback, which I find. See me in a pair of corduroy shorts. Uh, I saw them at a, at a place and the, the girl said, yeah, these are coming back. I'm like, corduroy shorts are coming back. I love it. Every um, every guy wanted to be Magnum P.I. Every she was Tawny Katane, man. Yeah. What time to be The wide man? collar shirts with the glasses. Oh, my God. There I was, all, all five foot five of me trying to get a base hit against, a, you know, uh, some tall blonde down at uh, Montego Bay or Key Largo. Key Largo used to have 25 cent beers. Chris, how about this? Drive down the shore from four to eight, 25 cent beers. Did it? Did they have 25 cent beers for like the first 20 minutes? No, no, no. Was no it Chris, like that, it was, that concept? No, what me, it was was... Couldn't get a that, beer now for six bucks. In, I know. In, it uh, was like, get everybody in. And, and then you know money. what happened? It, it was so crowded. You only end up having like six, four or five beers, right? And then there were so many girls in there. You stayed and end up. I remember getting home one night and being like, "How did we spend one hundred and fifty dollars?" And the first half of the evening was twenty five cent beers. Like, how did we go wrong on this? You know, well, I think it's illegal to do that. Oh, of course, I was throwing money all, all over the place. Big shot, man. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> well, listen, I love it. We have probably have a million common friends, and I'll have you on again. I'll, yeah, uh, definitely. We'll, and uh, especially uh, if I do something this summer with you down at uh, Jenks, if you got room for me, well, I'll come on again and promote the shit out of it. Um, but that's it. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Thank you, guys. That's it, everybody. Ryan Marr, go check out his stuff and come down to the Ocean View Saturday night, January 14th, getting involved. And I got to make sure I post some stuff on it. And we'll talk later on about ticket sales and all the other crap. All right. Sounds good good man oh, i just i got disconnected there for a second all right so anyway all right i'll talk to you later on man peace thanks for coming later on the on, show buddy. you got it all right everybody ryan moore well uh that was uh this show is going long for some reason not that i care who knows maybe it'll be the last one we do the uh so we this is sponsored by chasingmiracles.com
Christopher, hydration water packs. You got to give Donna and Tommy a call. Get in touch with them. This stuff delivers over 70 trace minerals into your water. You drop the bag in a water bottle, shake it up. You drink it. You're good to go. It's good for workouts, athletes, diet, enhances performances, advances all the alkaline in your body. It's good stuff. Um, it's just kind of a new age thing that people really believe in, getting the proper water and hydration. Uh, and also you open up the pack after it's done and sprinkle it on your vegetables in your garden and there's a tons of other uses for it i wonder if you can swallow the stuff probably can't but um go check it out at chasingmiracles.com. get in get in touch with donna and tommy they will love you and it's cool stuff uh what else we got here um i guess we, we really got to talk uh uh this show's going long i know but um we got to talk about beer league so tomorrow is exciting stuff we have a 7 a.m call uh we got most of the cast there uh, the script is being tweaked. I think it's pretty funny. There's a little bit of buzz on it on the internet. Um, we got it. We're going to have Joe Latrulio is going to be on it. And Maddie Corman and Anthony DeSando, Manganelli getting involved. Alex Corrado, Michael Deej getting involved. My Patreon subscriber, Elizabeth Regan playing Maz's wife. That's Ralph Macho's wife. And Mary Birdsong playing Rhonda from the uh, bar, which is cool. And Jerry Miner playing Tim, and also Tom Bolster and Tony Menudo, who are from Game Day, which was the direct D uh, video that led to Beer League. Go on the YouTube and look up uh, Game Day Part One and Two with Artie Lang. You're gonna love that, and um, check that out. So we're excited, man. Um, I mean, look, we're shooting some kind of. I I, I don't want to listen. It's called Beer League Two, but really it's Beer League whatever revisited and stuff. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little nervous. I got a lot of lines. It's definitely Johnny Trino hour there. Uh, I got a lot of parts, but I think if you're a fan of beer league and a fan of assholes from Jersey, I think people are going to enjoy this. I really do. Um, it should be fun. To see everybody. And it's getting being produced by there, unhinged. Now, how many, how many days do you have that you're scheduled to shoot? Just the one right now. One, one. So there's going to be a busy again, one. Yeah, we got it's just going to be Mariano Rivera's coming in the first. We, just, we decided to just pitch Mariano for game seven. That's really all it is. <laughs> See how, how long can you go, Mo? We'll deal with it later. That's what it is. It's being produced by Unhinged Entertainment, Greg Alperin, myself, and also Tom Baldinger from 624 Productions. He'll be directing as well. Me and him wrote the script uh, along with Greg as well. And, um, it's going to be really cool. We're doing behind the scenes stuff. And like, I got a bunch of shit from beer league that I have in a bin that I'm bringing. We're going to be doing stuff. And uh, I think the behind the scenes stuff may be even funnier. It's being shot over at stand up New York. If anybody's around wants to knock on the door and hop in somehow, just tell them you're a fan of Jimmy Palumbo or J buddy of Jimmy Palumbo. And I'll see if I can get you in. Let me see if I can get you in as an extra. Um, but I really look forward to it. Uh, <laughs> I want to also mention, um, my friend, another sponsor, Lisa Ruane, certified therapist, 201-725-1251. Uh, she specializes in therapy for 18 and over. She's great. She's really good at the hypnotherapy thing. Uh, she's a great person to talk to. If you're in a jam, you're not feeling well, uh, you know, give her a call. She'll talk you through it and uh, you go see her. Uh, I know we got a big mental health issue in this country and, and Lisa's one of the people that's in business to try to help you out if you need it. So give Lisa Ruane a call 702-201-725-1251. And uh, I guess I want to, I got to wrap this up quickly. We're going long today. Sorry about that. Chris, no, we're good. It doesn't matter. I got my physical uh, <laughs> today. I mean, uh, I started my, this is like the week of doctors. Uh, you know, when you go to have, I got to get the blood work first and tomorrow I do the physical. 
But you know what happens when you go early morning for the blood work? You got to pee in a cup, but you already peed in the morning. <laughs> you go into the bathroom to pee in the cup, and it's yeah. like I got like stage fright. I'm like, I can't pee. I was like trying every. I, I just what I was drinking water. You know, I couldn't pee. But I finally, you know, after like third down and thirteen, I finally. I went and had blood work right. done, and and like um, I thought I had a couple tests that I had to have taken. And I got him so confused that I was like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to eat for. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to right. do. So I was like, I'm just going to not do anything at all, all day because I called right. and it was a recording. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fast. I think I got to fast. I get there. I'm starving. I haven't drinking all day. And she's like, oh, no, 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 you need to drink. You need to, you, you could have eaten. She's like, you could eat. So I, I fasted for 18 hours and didn't drink water <laughs> all day. My appointment was at 4 PM. I'm mad at my girlfriend. I'm like, why would you make it for 4 PM if I have to fast? Like I gotta go through all day right. without eating. Right. That's why I always do it early in the and morning. You go I was to bed wrong and get you through on all fronts. She made the appointment <laughs> on the right time. I could have eaten. I yelled at her for making me fast. All that, and uh, well, you know. Listen, you're, you're you're still youngster, but now when you get your physical and blood work, old timers like me, I get nervous now. Like I always feel like we're gonna find I mean, some bad. I shit understand in my blood. that uh, um, you think that I'm so young, and I appreciate that, but I am I am. Um, I'm headed down well, a 40. dark path lately in terms well, listen, of feeling very old. I mean, listen, when I do my blood work, they label it like, you know, uh, uh, if I'm one of those biohazard. You know, yeah, it's like, uh, Jim, you know, uh, it's like I'm, I'm like the, the Paulie, Paulie and, and Rocky. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like a young Burgess Meredith when I for this shit. But um, uh, I also got my skin test this morning. I go to a skin doctor once a year because you get these Irish spots all over. You think, oh, shit, I'm going to be dead in a year. And uh, that's a weird thing, man. You got to dress down to your underwear. There's like three women in the room and this guy, and he looks over every crevice on your body with this giant light. It's the oddest thing. But you know what they say? If they find something, and one time they found a little something, they had to put a little cream on it, and it turned out everything okay. But I was like, it's just a weird thing. I just like, want to know, like, with someone like me, you – you would be there realistically looking at me with like the amount of freckles or non freckles that you could. Consider. Right. But they know like the they'd difference be there bro. for three days. Well, days. They, 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 these guys are, they're good at it. And, and by the way, the light That's not even talking about like, my asshole. I'm talking about this. <laughs> Listen, you, but your, your cornhole is level though. We went through that. Um, but uh, bring the show underneath underground right there. There we go. Uh, also, I want to let everybody know my guest last week, Joshua, Joshua Riccardi, had a really good uh, outing with his uh, cornhole and uh, beer pong event. Um, at least 80 people showed up. But that's really cool. So I told him I'd give him a shout out. Um, and we'll wrap up really quick. Uh, George and Tammy, have you been watching that show yet? The one about uh, George Jones and Tammy Wynette? It's on uh, HBO. When you or- say yet. You should watch this one. It's good. It's if, good. If, if uh, Ashley puts thing. a gun to my forehead and says, "You're watching this show, or you die," then okay, I'll watch. I think, the show, I think I Ashley promise. will like it. Um, uh, it's listen. Everybody knows and follows country. George Jones was a, was a drinker, but I didn't realize what a complete drug addict Tammy Wynette was. She was doing like hard drugs with needles and shit, and she only died at fifty four or fifty five. Um, and George Jones had outlived her, believe it or not. But I enjoyed that show. I want to talk really quickly about Tulsa King. I have remember we talked about Yellowstone and how people are getting murdered and it's like, oh, well, it's in it's in uh, uh, it's in um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Montana. And so or whatever. And so there's no law there. 
Well, that's I'm starting to get annoyed at that now. Like, there's people getting killed in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, like, Tulsa, Oklahoma is, is a big city. And, like, when you get – just because you're an Italian guy from the East, when you get, like – when like seven people get killed, that's all over the news. And and but in these shows, I guess that's the heightened reality. It's like, oh, it's in Oklahoma. Nobody. Same thing. And I noticed the trend between Yellowstone, uh, uh, Ozark, and and now Tulsa King. Uh, it's like, no, there there are the good detectives there. Like they saw like the murders in Iowa, middle of nowhere. Like they 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 nail the guy. FBI gets involved, and 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 TSA and and CIA. And if you like. If eight people get killed in a bar, it, it that that makes almost CNN really. You know what I mean? So I, it's one thing I think they got to get away from. They can keep the drama. And another thing, since I love Dominic Lombardozzi and I love the show, I love watching Stallone. Dominic Lombardozzi is playing the heavy in the show, uh, the main, you know, the, the the mob guy. And I sometimes think it's Dominic, like it's not the character. So there's a scene at the end here, uh, the last episode, where Stallone really gives Dominic shit, like gets in his face. And I'm like, ah, there's no way Stallone should be talking to Dominic like that. Like I actually lost. I was like, I guess I got to call Dominic. And say, Dude, what the fuck is Stallone talking to you that way? And I'm like, wait a minute. It's a fucking TV show. He's playing a character. But I really thought like Dominic was going to punch him in the face as I know he would if someone really screamed at him like that. And I was like, oh, man. So I'm curious how, you know, I sent Dominic a text and we had a few laughs over it. Um, it's one of those shows where I'm, 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 you know, I'm buddies with him. So like when I see him, it takes me out of the moment. You know, I hate when you it's cool to see people, you know, on TV, but also. Uh, you know, I have a friend of mine who's a doctor. When she saw me on ER, she's like, I can't watch the show anymore. I think that's all real. Those people are real. And here comes boob Jimmy Palumbo sliding through the ER. <laughs> she's like, what the fuck are you doing in that hospital? That's a real hospital. Anyway, um, so that's it. Also, go check out the Pine Tar Bar and Grill down in Forkard River, 121 Main Street, Pine Tar Bar and Grill, 609-489-4286. Now, Chris, I want to try something. Last thing. There's a new uh, thing on this uh, service I'm on here where I can show my reel. I'm going to click it. If it doesn't work, we'll just sign off. Ready? Let me know if you can see this. Everything okay? It's all straightened out? Straightened out what? Okay. I gave can you the other doorman, the heavy set guy with the glasses. So this is me. Yeah, I gave $20. I told him to give you 10 You didn't get the $10? No. In other words, he's got the $10 now. And he chose not to give it to you? Is that what you're saying? What you're saying. I'm saying I didn't get $10 mm. from him. Honey, I swear I wasn't looking at her. She's in labor. You like that, you sick son of a bitch? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to... See, see, it's because you were looking, you fat pervert. <laughs> Hey guys. Hey, here we go. Check it out. Italiano mitt. My new Italiano mitt. That's cool, Alphonse. How much of a guido can you possibly be? I can't deal with it. It's over. This is the first chick you've ever been serious about. Come on, you finally met a broad doesn't care about your drinking or the fact that you're 35 years old and you still live with your mom. And she doesn't mind that a man of your weight should be about six foot two. Plus you factor in the herpes thing and then... Yes, so. 55,000 on hand for Johnny Trino. Bobblehead day here. I mean, it's a great day for the kids. All fans 16 and under will get one. Sandy's as well as can be expected. This dog's been sick for months. He did everything he could, but he finally succumbed. Made it to 19. That's pretty good for a dog. But you know what? Next month, Sandy's going to be out here for the Celebrity Pro-Am. He's favorite as usual. Healthy as a clam. Maybe you guys can catch him then. 
Hey, Tommy, not too much garlic on a calzone. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, can I see those? Why? I'd like to see where he went before he got to my house. He was a kid. Are you a cop? My son is currently studying at a local oh. pizza academy. Really? Which one? New York Pizza Academy. So, what fraternity are you pledging? There are no fraternities at New York Pizza Academy. That's right. You correctly answered my trick question. Well, look at that there, Christopher. Uh, did that look okay? I don't know how that looked for anybody. Look, yeah, look, it looked came came through my part clean. I'm gonna. So we, I now know how to do that. So we will be uh, after we shoot tomorrow. I'm gonna take some backstage stuff and we're gonna put that on uh, next week. All right, that's enough. There's a long show. Sorry about that, everybody. I just had to catch up on some stuff. And uh, I will, uh, well, I'll be talking to you, Chris, soon enough. And I will talk to you next week with a very special guest. It's actually, I know who it is. It's going to be Michael Deej, Alphonse from B. Hello. All right, we'll see you. Right. Where have you been?